Labor Day has passed and most kids back in school. The problems faced by teenagers today are much greater than before. Drinking and drugs were faced yesterday, certainly still faced today. Puberty and coming of age. But what about church? Here's the issue I'm getting at. Two-thirds of young adults who attend church in North America are dropping out by the time they reach 18. And that's only going to church twice a month or more, according to LifeWay Research. The number one prayer request we get at Haven Ministries is parents pleading for prayer that their young would return to church. They're walking away. When it comes to faith, we're losing our endurance. Remember, we're not just called to walk by faith. Christians are called to run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. We need more faith. Read Hebrews 11. The answer? Look to Jesus. By faith alone, we run with endurance. Don't forget, we're running with Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called The Power Behind Tolkien. Oh, we can be heroes. Larger than life Up on the screen Every night on the late show A montage of songs about heroes from well-known artists over the past few decades. I'm sure you could recognize at least one of those singers. Our culture is fascinated by heroes today. I think a lot of that has to do with the rise of superhero movies. To be sure, some of those characters... Superman, Spider-Man do heroic things. They rescue people from harm or stand against intergalactic foes. But at the end of the day, I often think those stories leave me for wanting more. How about you? This week, we've been thinking about the epic world and literature of J.R.R. Tolkien. And in his stories, there are heroes that have a little more depth than Ant-Man or Batman. And that's because Tolkien as well as his friend C.S. Lewis, were inspired by humanity's greatest hero. By the grace of God and the use of his imagination, boy, he doesn't give up on heroism at all, and he gives it a, a, a real Christian texture and Christian theme. Dr. Joseph Leconti. He's going to be with us again in a moment to think more about the heroes from Tolkien and Lewis and their stories and how they point us to the true hero, Jesus Christ. Then after this program... I'd like to send you his book called A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and a Great War. In this book, he looks at how Tolkien and Lewis rediscovered faith, friendship, and heroism in the First World War, the Great War it's been called. They each felt the darkness and despair closing in on them, yet they both found a profoundly deep faith in Christ. It's an inspiring read, and I know it's going to bless you. So, for your gift to this ministry, we want to send you A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. We have it in both paperback or audio versions. Call us after the program. Call 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website. You can make your gift there and get the book. 
at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's get this program started with Shane and Shane. Come let us worship our King. Come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. 
Jesus truly is our hero from heaven. Great things. Opening this Haven Today by Shane and Shane, I'm Charles Morris, and a program called The Power Behind Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis wrote some of the most well-known children's stories ever written. But they weren't primarily children's authors. They were scholars, Oxford Dons. They shared a love for English literature and ancient story as well. They bonded, became good friends over this. And I have no doubt their friendship helped them write these powerful stories. So many people have fallen in love with the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lord of the Rings. They draw us into an enormous world of fantasy, good versus evil, overcoming tragedy, and even heroism. And I think that's why they have remained favorites through the years. Heroes. They're hard to come by in real life, especially today. And on the screen nowadays, it's hard to tell the difference between the hero and the villain. But in Narnia, or the Lord of the Rings, we see true heroes shining forth, standing firm against evil, bringing an end to the darkness and danger that threatens the land. The darkness of World War I loomed over Middle-earth in Tolkien's writings. The ghastly images he saw have a way of coming back in his books. But the heroes he saw in the Great War also have a way of showing up. I spoke with Joseph Leconte to talk about Tolkien and how World War I finds its way into the Lord of the Rings, not just as a negative image, but as a positive image as well. Well, it, it, it strikes me as the historian and then someone reading the works of Tolkien and Lewis, uh, and Lewis pretty closely that they really imported some of the images of war, of, of combat in France, I think, directly into their works. So if you take, for example, in, in The Lord of the Rings, when Sam and Frodo are approaching Mordor, uh, the dead marshes, the, 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 the graphic horrible description of the dead marshes and the the dead bodies floating in the marshes. Well, you know what that was? If you talk to historians, you read historians like uh, Martin Gilbert, who wrote a definitive book uh, about the Battle of the Somme, where where Tolkien fought. (laughs) It's an exact description of what the soldiers in the First World War would have experienced. The the mortars create these Mm. huge craters, the craters filled with water, men fall into those craters, and they perish, and their bodies are left there days, sometimes weeks on end, and you just discover them. And then Tolkien literally says uh, in a letter to one of his friends, yeah, the, the, the approach to mortar, that owes something to my time in France at the Somme. So there's no way these men could have forgotten some of those images. I'm, per- I'm fully persuaded they worked them uh, in- into both their works. Joe, what you've just said is so significant, so important. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit more for us? as we're pondering this great war. Yeah, I've given you, Charles, I've given you a negative example on that. Let me give you a positive example also from Tolkien for a moment. You know, I, we all probably wonder this incredible character he's created, the Hobbit. And where did he get his idea for the Hobbit? Well, Tolkien says explicitly that his Sam Gamgee, the quintessential Hobbit, one of the most beloved figures in, in modern fiction, That hobbit is based on the ordinary English soldier that he knew in the trenches, 
who he said was so far superior to himself in his courage, in his discipline, uh, in his fortitude. The, the, the Hobbit is based on the ordinary English soldier doing his duty there mm. on the Western Front. Mm. When I first learned that, uh, as, I, as I worked on this book and now on the film, it just, bl- it just blew my mind away that uh, Tolkien could be so impressed by these men that he fought alongside that it really inspired his literary imagination. It helped him to hang on to the idea of heroism when so many men in his generation in the post-war years had given up on heroism, but Tolkien won't. And that, to me, is just profoundly important. He doesn't become a cynic, and part of the reason he doesn't is he remembers uh, the great sacrifice of those British soldiers that he fought alongside. He lost most of his best friends in, in the First World War, and, and that was a lifelong sadness to him. But by the grace of God and the use of his imagination, boy, he doesn't give up on heroism at all, and he gives it a, a, a real Christian texture and Christian theme. Greatly encouraging story to me. Joseph Leconte, a Tolkien and Lewis scholar, talking about how deeply the Great War influenced their writings. The themes they chose reflected their experience with the horrors of the Great War. The darkness that loomed over the world, the shocking images they had seen, and the heroism that they had also found on the battlefield. The hobbits looked and acted like the British soldiers Tolkien had gotten to know. But we'd be making a big mistake if we stopped right there, I think. If we just read The Lord of the Rings or watched the movies as a commentary on the world that existed following World War I, we would be missing the deeper story that Tolkien was sharing. Yes, the world he created, he called it Middle-earth, was a reflection of what the world was like just after that great war. And yes, many of the themes and characters looked and acted like real-life heroes and villains Tolkien himself had seen in his life. But there was something more. The story of Christ stands behind all of these powerful images. And Tolkien's faith in the Lord to bring light out of darkness is what gives his stories great power. When Aragon retakes the throne, the return of the king. It's not merely a political commentary for Tolkien's day. It was pointing to the great king and the great king's return. When Christ comes to establish his kingdom over the earth once and for all. When Frodo and Sam finally see the ring destroyed after a grueling march to Mordor, it's not just a story about how a war ended through the steadfast heroism of everyday man, it's pointing to the greatest story. When Christ, the humbled king, undid all the evil in the world through his own steadfast heroism, the heroes in these stories pointing us to something greater. And joining me once again, Dr. Joseph Leconte. Joe, how do the heroes in these children's stories point us to the Lord? And how do they point us ultimately to Christ? The reason this is so thoroughly Christian is because you think about the modern-day heroes, uh, the superheroes we have, Batman, Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, all of these magnificent heroes, uh, how do they save the day? They save the day through their strength, through their powers, uh, through their good looks, their speed. Uh, they're not getting help from the outside. It's help from within. They have these powers from within. That's our modern-day hero, more or less. 
but that's not the hero for Tolkien and Lewis. Their heroes are, in, in some ways, the anti-hero, right? It's the smallest. It's it's the mouse reapy cheap. <laughs> it's the little children of, of <laughs> Narnia who, with, with the help of Aslan, are able to save the day. And in Tolkien's story, of course, it's the hobbit. It's the little hobbit who is made small in stature deliberately by Tolkien because he's trying to drive home the point that it's the little ones, the unrecognized ones, the ones who are overlooked, who God wants to use to bring about a great story of redemption. Only Christians think in those terms, it seems to me. Thanks again, Dr. Joseph Leconte, for joining me here on Haven Today. The heroes in these stories aren't like the heroes we have today. The heroes we have in our world now find inner resolve to show us how that we too can save the day. We just need to try hard enough. The heroes in Tolkien's books are not like that. They needed help. It's like the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts. There's no secret that Luke, who wrote the book, wrote it to make Paul look heroic. But as you read through the story, you see Paul in trouble time and time again. And it's not his own strength that saved him. The Lord saved him. The Lord met up with him. The Lord strengthened him to keep doing the ministry he was called to do. Paul found his strength from outside of himself. I can do all things, he said. But he pointed out it was through Christ who strengthens him. It's not a comment on how much he is able to accomplish. It's a statement of resolute faith. I can go through all things. Christ strengthens me to do it. Our help comes from outside ourselves. But the heroes also show us something else. They show us that the Lord uses unlikely people to save the day. In Tolkien's world, hobbits were the most unlikely heroes. They were small. They kept to themselves. They were even cowardly. But through a band of brave hobbits, the most powerful evil lord of all time was taken down. Christ also was not the most likely candidate. He was born poor. He was from that insignificant village of Nazareth. Everybody else looked down on Judea. Yet he was the one who saved humanity. He saved all those who put their faith in him, who called on him for salvation And the greatest evil, sin, death, and Satan, were put to death when Jesus Christ was put on that cross. That's the power behind Tolkien's stories. But more than that, it's the power we have to live lives every day for God's glory. By the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord strengthens us, his people, to love selflessly, to love sacrificially. And we live in hope that one day he's going to return. He's going to lead us home, our true home, once and for all. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? You could see it all made new. We do. Is all creation groaning? 
Haven today, the power behind Tolkien, Andrew Peterson, joining us with He is Worthy from his volume one of Resurrection Letters. I'm Charles Morris. We've been thinking about heroes in our time together, and that's the theme that Joseph Leconte really talks about in his New York Times best-selling book, A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. The subtitle says it all. 
How Tolkien and Lewis Rediscovered Faith, Friendship, and Heroism in the First World War. This book is a great read. It'll remind you that the Lord truly does work all things for good for his people, even in the horrors of war. My prayer is that as you read this or listen to it on the audiobook version, your eyes will be turned away from the events around you, swirling around you, evil events, to your great hero, your rescuer, Jesus Christ. Why don't you call us right now and ask for a copy, either an audio or the printed book, A Hobbit, Wardrobe, Great War. The number to call, and please do it right now so you don't forget, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or find out more by going to our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, we still have that book, Come Back, Barbara, the true story told by a pastor friend of mine and his daughter, who was a prodigal for a season. It's a great encouragement if there is a prodigal in your life, or maybe you are that prodigal. And even if you don't know a prodigal, you'll still be blessed to hear how the Lord rescues those who seem far away. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When on Thursday, together, we will share again the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The story of Jonah is a lesson in humility. He was a prophet, and as a prophet, he was supposed to speak the Lord's word. But when the Lord wanted to send him to Nineveh, Jonah tried to run away. What he didn't consider is that the Lord is everywhere. There is nowhere we can go to get away from him. And when he is determined to love you, that is good news. Like Paul says in Romans 8, not death, not life, height, depth, angels, demons, or anything else can separate us from the love of Christ. We might run, but we can't hide. Christ's love remains. His love remains with us no matter what we're walking through. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.